Welcome to the Creative Sparks podcast. This is the 10th episode of the series and the theme this week is managing risk. Creative Sparks is a British council initiative aimed at partnering UK universities with higher education institutions in participating countries to develop enterprise and entrepreneurship skills in the creative economy. This podcast forms part of the partnerships formed by the University of Leicester with institutions in Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. In this week's podcast, Dr Steve Conway of the University of Leicester School of Business chats with Rajinda Bunny of the Leicester Innovation Hub about how they go about managing risk in the local economy. Over to you, Steve. Hello, thanks very much for your time. Um, I'd like to start by finding out a little bit more about yourself and the Innovation Hub. What is your job title and what is the nature of the work um, at the Innovation Hub? My name's Regina Bowie and I head up um, the Leicester Innovation Hub and my role there at the Innovation Hub is to lead and facilitate um, the team really in delivering um, a range of programmes and one of those includes um, European Regional Development funded um, program as well as others that are um, funded from elsewhere um, and really with the purpose of um, bringing in um, research, teaching and enterprise priorities um, that the university is delivering, um, working with industry and in the local regional community. That's great. I wonder if you tell us then a little bit more about then the nature and purpose of the Innovation Hub and why you think it might be important for the local economy of Leicestershire? So the Innovation Hub, um, we we actually established back in March 2017, where we'd had an opportunity to um, refurbish um, three buildings on the edge of um, campus. So on our north campus, which is um, towards the end of the edge of the city, um, and near to the city centre and uh, transport links there, really with the opportunity of um, developing uh, both an incubation support, if you like, unit, um, with the opportunity of engaging with um, business and industry, um, innovation clusters, and specifically working with companies to enable them to access our expertise and that has kind of really been a combination of bringing together academics, businesses and our student and graduate startups and we've had a range of um, programs that we've been able to bring into place that have provided a combination of free and subsidised support um, as well as accessing specific expertise so whether that's in space science data analytics advanced manufacturing marketing and processes as well and linking this really back to initiatives that we have and well strategic priorities that we've have underway that are through things like space park leicester um, which will be a multi-million pound um, facility for space technologies and global and national companies to develop innovations, as well as our Leicester Life Sciences Accelerator and STAR, which will 
um, provide opportunities for companies to develop various technical products and services. So there's a range of different things that we've been able to bring into place that really provides an innovation ecosystem and opportunity for businesses. That's great. Thanks very much. I wonder if we can explore then a little bit more about the particular activities that the Innovation Hub undertakes for enterprises and entrepreneurs and why you think that's important for them. We've actually devised a few different ways of how we engage um, with um, our businesses and partners. And we've we've done this actually in, in quite informal ways rather than them being opportunities where we're running, if you like, structured courses and programs. So we run what we call Innovation Fridays and these these take place on the last Friday of um, every month apart from August and December and it's it's really with the opportunity to bring together innovators, entrepreneurs and really the a whole range of partners and stakeholders who are involved in um, supporting innovation and the sessions are for activities that um, provide academics and industry the opportunity to learn from one another as well as attendees dropping in throughout the day so they've really provided a a really you know friendly and informal environment for people to have conversations about their ideas and collaborate together so during this um, period of the pandemic what we've been able to do is actually move these to work online and deliver them so that people have still got the opportunity to network and also learn from one another. So the team were able to respond at this time on the basis that we could still engage in that informal way. Um, Although, like many organisations, this has probably not been as easy as we would like it face-to-face. In addition to that, we run a range of technical workshops And these are more in-depth opportunities for businesses to learn. So it might be that they want to do something around their data. They want to do something around processes in terms of their business model. And then we've got a range of other things that we've done that link back into things around life sciences um, and opportunities for businesses that are working in those sectors, as well as Um, space technologies, earth observations. So these are really providing that in-depth knowledge in those particular areas. And then we've really, we've also worked with a number of organisations on a a national and international basis through running hackathons. And these, these again have been opportunities for businesses to look at developing ideas, generating potential partnerships and associations with individuals as well as larger companies and so hackathons have been a way of actually accessing real technical knowledge as well as developing the teams that would enable ideas to um, flourish and, and develop. In addition to this we've got a range of other ways that we're working with businesses and, and doing this through funded programs so 
we have short innovation um, projects where somebody can look at their sustainability, look at their business model in terms of design thinking sprints, and again, data analytics and what are you doing with your data and are you using it as a strategic asset. We really following on from those activities and a range of other things that businesses are looking at. We've got bespoke um, pieces of work that we can do with companies and we do that through innovation projects. And so the model that we have is often these programs are delivered directly by academics but what we've been able to develop is really an outreach team that can work immediately with a company and within that team what we've got is innovation fellows who have the same capability and expertise as academics to then work with a company and develop programs of activity um, for a company and work on a particular problem and then really bring in um, further academics to that particular project to support any further and deeper and longer projects that may be extended and funded by other um, projects. So there we've, we've got m many um, programmes that really provide technical expertise to companies and one of the things that we've really found over the last three years of delivering this program is that having this type of model has actually um, meant that companies can access the services from within the university very easily and so what we're able to do is be responsive be agile and we can also then access academic support as we need um, through developing a piece of work and actually bringing in other external resources. This same model really applies with longer projects. So we have one opportunity where we can work with a company over the space of a year, bring in a um, student that would work with an academic and so that then actually means that if somebody's got something that they want to work on for a much longer period of time, it provides them with the kind of intensive support that they would need. And again, this kind of model has been developed over the last 40 years through knowledge transfer partnerships, where you can bring in over two or three years a collaboration between a company an academic and then having an, a student as an employee that then brings in a three-way partnership to work on a particular problem and this again is funded externally as well as by the company um, of up to 67 percent of the costs being covered by external funds so there's a range of different ways that um, companies can be supported um, not least accessing our student body and then actually being a resource for companies through student projects. So we've had a number of companies that have been able to um, use um, this kind of support and this, this has been where we've got a particular defined piece of work that a student could undertake 
what this really does is a combination of things. It uh, enables the student to gain some really valuable experience, but at the same time, it actually expands the capabilities of a company, getting some new ideas, fresh thinking, and somebody who is maybe able to kind of test some ideas um, that otherwise may not actually make it to the table. So that, that actually is, is a great way for them looking at how you might actually move an idea on if you're actually developing something. That's great. There's quite a wide range of services. I wonder if we can um, now shift to the issue of entrepreneurial risk. Um, obviously, young enterprises face different kinds of risks compared to more mature or larger organisations. So from your experience at the Innovation Hub uh, and beyond, um, what do you see as the most common risks these young entrepreneurs face? So I think um, certainly the the risk is is greater um, for any new business that's coming into the marketplace, and there there definitely needs to be a process of actually looking at what that risk would be for their you know proposition, and really working through how they would look at validating that particular proposition, and certainly you know, in the current environment, it's probably even more so needs, you know, further consideration. So say, for example, the the opportunity really to really test out your idea, look at how the marketplace will respond to that idea, and having the whole range of understanding what risks are involved in that particular model, then enables you to really quantify how you will really proceed with an opportunity. So I think one of the things certainly what what often happens is is that in that if you like immaturity um, phase of where you are in developing your business model, you having access to expertise and networks helps you to actually look at models, potential markets. But I think the, the thing that really what you do need to harness is very much really seeing what is going to help actually help you to progress you in terms of moving the idea on. So actually bringing into play, you know, having a, a mentor, somebody who's able to help you with that domain expertise and really getting connected with a support network that can give you access to building new connections. So often what we find is that people are operating in quite a small, narrow environment. Expanding that actually then makes you really realise what other risks are involved in your particular sector. So, I mean, really during the you know pandemic, this has been one of the things that actually has probably been invaluable is being able to plug into various networks so we've we've got a program here in Leicestershire which is called the Leicester Startups Co-working Initiative and this has really provided an opportunity to link into a number of networks within the city and in the region so that has not only given access to skills, but also bringing in things around marketing, 
bringing in skilled people around uh, financial support and then also people that actually work in your domain area. This again, what we've really been looking at is how we have, you know, strengthened support mechanisms for people. And again, access to skills and capability. So there's a huge amount of risk and obviously what we're looking at doing is helping um, companies de-risk when they start growing. So you've got kind of really often businesses where there's rapid growth and they're bringing in new teams, they're actually recruiting, there's lots of risk that actually comes into play around bringing in new teams, things working and then obviously if you're having success around increased sales and not being able to respond to the market quick enough. So a range of different things that then need to be considered around what your processes might be and then also even you being able to actually not only do the strategic side of things but also really develop the operational and delivery side of, of what, what actually you need to do within the business. And again, access to um, finance. This, this is probably one of the biggest areas where young businesses really need to be in that position where they're looking at a range of possibilities for capital and investment and understanding how they generate return on investment and demonstrate that return on investment. I think the other thing is, is often companies are keen to kind of see large, you know, sources of funding, but actually often smaller amounts of capital from a range of different sources is probably more beneficial to building up somebody's track record. And so there are a range of different things that are available and certainly here in this region, one of the things that we've, we've brought into place for companies is the opportunity to take part in the ESABIC programme. And this is for space technology companies to access funding and expertise in, in this area. We work with Santander universities to have a pot of money available to our students to develop concepts and also test and validate in the marketplace as well as and, and there's numerous other initiatives what we really suggest to people is really getting behind that test and validation part of um, if you like the lean startup methodology to be able to see what the marketplace is doing and then really look at what what other um, opportunities there are. So what you're doing is you're essentially de-risking the situation rather than jumping into large amounts of investment on a range of different levels before you move in the marketplace. That sounds very interesting. So you've got quite a range of risks and it sounds like there's quite a lot of different initiatives from the Innovation Hub to address those. I wonder if we might just finish with one last question um, around the risk associated with the current COVID crisis and um, what risks that you've seen emerge or get greater and, and what sort of role that the Innovation Hub has played in trying to under, un, sort of undertake 
tailored activities to address this? Yeah, so, so there's, there's a few different things really that we've um, been able to um, do. Certainly one of the things that we've provided is the opportunity for businesses to work with us directly through really being able to work through the potential of repurposing an idea, pivoting in the market. And certainly one of the things that's happened during this time has been that companies have needed to really look at um, what opportunities there are. So say, for example, what we've had is where companies have been in a position where their particular marketplace has completely gone, they've needed to really look at what are the opportunities and can they repurpose can they adapt and can they respond quickly? And what we have seen is lots of examples of where companies have done that. So, you know, we've we've had companies that we've worked with that have needed to suddenly take all their provision online. Um, they've, in addition to that, they're looking at other ideas where they can actually say, for example, work with a completely different marketplace using their current product base. And so what we've been able to do is really explore what those opportunities are, work through business models, provide some of the research that actually goes into establishing that, but also scenario building around data so that has provided real insights for companies to be able to make those decisions around whether they repurpose pivot or whether they consider completely taking the business in another direction of travel you know we've in a way what the current um, environment has done has meant that companies have needed to respond in an agile way but actually give, if you like, uh, innovation, you know, an absolute priority in terms of um, accelerating what they're doing currently and then also investing in what they might need to do to maintain current market position as well. So that, that level of resilience has just happened because we've needed to actually offer that level of resilience in the current marketplace. So certainly one of the things I think has also is an observation as well is that a lot of companies, because they knew they just needed to get on with this and respond quickly, have actually been resilient to making decisions and not being afraid to fail and try and test ideas. And what you've found is that actually because of that, I think what we've got is possibly a shift in thinking around failure, as well as really thinking, well, actually, we, we can possibly take risks a little bit further and not be so risk averse. Thank you very much, Rohingya. That's some fascinating insights into the Innovation Hub and, and fascinating insights into your own reflections on entrepreneurial risk. I think we'll, we'll come to a stop there and once again like to thank you for your time.
Здравствуйте! Спасибо, что нашли время, и для начала я хотел чуть больше узнать про вас и про инновационный хаб. Итак, как называется ваша должность и в чем заключается ваша работа в инновационном хабе? Так, меня зовут Раджиндер Пхони, и я являюсь руководителем Лестерского инновационного хаба. Моя роль здесь, в инновационном хабе, заключается в руководстве команды и поддержке ее деятельности по реализации целого ряда программ. Одна из них – программа, финансируемая Европейским фондом регионального развития. У нас есть и другие программы, финансируемые из других источников. Фактически, целью работы является соединение науки, преподавание и бизнес-приоритетов в работе университета, работа с промышленностью и местным региональным сообществом. Можно я спрошу вас про риски? Очевидно, что новые предприятия сталкиваются с разными видами риска по сравнению с более зрелыми, крупными организациями. Так, из вашего опыта работы в инновационном хабе и других местах, в чем, с вашей точки зрения, заключаются наиболее распространенные риски, с которыми сталкиваются эти молодые предприятия и молодые предприниматели? Я подтверждаю, что для нового бизнеса, только заходящего на рынок, уровень риска действительно выше. И определенно нужен процесс, позволяющий точно узнать, с какими рисками столкнется его предложение. Нужно проработать как-то или иное конкретное предложение обосновать. Я уверен, сегодня это как никогда актуально, поэтому тема заслуживает внимания. То есть нужно искать возможности на практике протестировать вашу идею, посмотреть, как рынок на нее отреагирует, понять все виды рисков, связанных с конкретной моделью. После этого вы сможете в количественном выражении определить свои действия, связанные с обсуждаемой возможностью. Я имею в виду, что часто происходит так, что при разработке своей бизнес-модели вы приходите через фазу становления, когда она еще является незрелой. Наличие доступа к опыту других людей и связи с ними могут помочь вам изучить модели, потенциальные рынки. Но я считаю, что часто очень трудно разглядеть то, что вам реально нужно Усвоить, что реально поможет вам продвинуться вперед в плане продвижения идеи. Поэтому мы включаем в игру наставника, человека, способного помочь вам в конкретной дисциплине. И связываем вас с целой сетью специалистов, оказывающих поддержку, которые помогут вам построить новые связи. Часто людям приходится работать в довольно узкой среде, и только пытаясь выйти за ее рамки, вы понимаете, какие новые риски имеются вашей отрасли. Пандемия наглядно продемонстрировала, что возможность общаться с разнообразными специалистами является бесценной, и поэтому мы в Лестершире запустили программу под названием «Лестерская инициатива коворкинга стартапов». Это дало нам возможность наладить связи с рядом профессиональных сетей внутри нашего города и региона. Итак, мы не только получаем доступ к опыту экспертов, но также помогаем осуществлять и продвижение продукции и услуг. Помимо финансовой 
поддержки, нам нужны опытные специалисты, люди, реально работающие в выбранной сфере. Что мы сделали? Мы задумались, как же нам улучшить механизмы поддержки и приносить людям пользу. И опять же, все упирается в опыт и способности, поэтому что риски бывают разные, и мы делаем упор на то, чтобы компании на этапе роста сводили эти риски к минимуму. В период ускоренного роста бизнесу нужно расширять команды, создавать новые, и они нанимают новых сотрудников. Создание новых команд Обеспечение их работоспособности и эффективности – непростая задача, сопряженная со множеством рисков. Бывает и так, что, будучи успешными, увеличивая продажи, вы упускаете момент и не реагируете достаточно быстро на изменения на рынке. Нужно учитывать множество разных моментов, касающихся тонкостей ваших бизнес-процессов. И даже если вам удается успешно продумывать стратегию, совсем другое дело – это реализовать ее на практике гарантировать, что ваш бизнес работает именно так, как вы задумали. Доступ к финансовым ресурсам – главное, что вам нужно для выполнения этой задачи. Стартап рассматривает различные варианты привлечения капитала и осуществления инвестиций, пытаясь понять, как же им получить доходы и привлекать инвестиции. Для этого нужно продемонстрировать, что инвестиции будут на самом деле приносить доход. Еще один момент – компании часто хотят хотят найти большие источники финансирования, а на деле средства в небольших объемах, привлекаемые одновременно из разных источников, зачастую дают лучший результат с точки зрения создания репутации. Итак, вокруг нас много разных возможностей, и наш регион не исключение. Еще одна из наших инициатив дает компаниям возможность принимать участие в программе бизнес-инкубаторов Европейского космического агентства. Благодаря этому компании, занимающиеся развитием космических технологий, получают доступ к финансированию и опыту специалистов в этой области. Вместе с университетами Сантендер мы создали фонд, средства которого могут быть использованы студентами для проработки концепции и их апробации на рынке. Имеется также и множество других инициатив. Таким образом, мы помогаем нашим резидентам перешагнуть стадию тестов и валидации при условии, что они готовы применять умеренные подходы в развитии новых стартапов. Это подразумевает, что они сначала узнают, как рынок отреагирует на их продукт, и только потом продолжают изучать прочие возможности. Благодаря нам вы компенсируете риски вместо того, чтобы потерять крупные инвестиции на разных этапах, еще до того, как вы выйдете на рынок. Все это звучит очень интересно. Получается, с одной стороны, перед вами стоят разнообразные риски, и инновационный хаб через свои многочисленные инициативы помогает с ними справиться. Мне вот интересно, и это будет мой последний вопрос, касающийся рисков, связанных с кризисом коронавируса. Какие появились новые риски или какие существовавшие риски усилились, и какую роль инновационный хаб сыграл в проработке специальных мер по их устранению. Да, нам удалось продумать много моментов. Например, мы создали возможность для того, чтобы бизнес работал с нами напрямую. Это позволяет пересмотреть идею, проанализировать ее потенциал и сделать корректировки в работе с рынком. В этот непростой период компаниям приходится тщательно изыскивать любые имеющиеся на рынке возможности. К примеру, некоторые компании столкнулись с тем фактом, что рынки, на которых они работали, просто-напросто перестали существовать. 
Искать новые возможности оказалось непростой задачей. Им пришлось изменить курс, адаптироваться и реагировать в очень сжатые сроки. И перед нашими глазами есть множество примеров, когда компаниям это удалось сделать успешно. Многим компаниям, с которыми мы работаем, пришлось в ускоренном порядке перевести всю свою деятельность в онлайн-режим. Кроме того, им приходится искать новые идеи, совершенно новые рынки, на которых они могут продвигать свою продукцию. То есть мы смогли помочь им в поиске новых возможностей. Мы предоставили возможности для моделирования бизнеса, нашу научную базу и помогли изучить сценарии с использованием имеющейся информации. Мы снабдили компании информацией, необходимой для принятия решений касательно адаптации своей деятельности, корректировки или полного изменения направления деятельности. В сложившихся условиях компаниям пришлось демонстрировать повышенную способность к и адаптации. При этом инновации, позволяющие скорректировать деятельность компании в сложившихся ситуациях, стали абсолютно приоритетом требования. Также появились потребность в инвестициях, нужных для сохранения рыночной позиции. Готовность к потрясениям стала неизбежностью, и мы помогаем нашим партнерам формировать такую устойчивость в новых условиях на рынке. Еще одно наблюдение, которое я сделал. Многие компании, являясь новичками, не имеют другого выбора, кроме как действовать быстро и без раздумий. Им пришлось проявлять гибкость в принятии решений, научиться не бояться провала и активно испытывать, тестировать идеи. Благодаря этому сегодня мы совсем иначе относимся к возможным неудачам. Думая реалистично, мы можем изменить отношение к рискам и не стремиться к их устранению, а стараться адаптироваться к ним как к чему-то неизбежному. Спасибо большое за информативное интервью. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Creative Spark podcast on this week's topic of managing risk. We hope you enjoyed the chat between Steve and Reginda, and we hope that you can join us for the next podcast and the ones that follow that. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Thank you.